We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by the College Corner. I'm Neil McCready. Today on the show, uh, RebelGrove.com editor Chase Parham joins we're kind of a war room edition of uh, the Soft Herbal Podcast. We've asked for your questions. You guys delivered a lot of questions. We'll, uh, a lot of them are redundant, which is what you would expect. Uh, uh, but we, we will answer as many of those as we can until we kind of feel like we've, we've covered the, the, the ground. So we'll get to that in a second. First, I want to tell you that we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. The College Corner is next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Might have some giveaways Saturday night after Ole Miss and Vanderbilt on the MPW Digital postgame show presented by Walk-On Sports Bistro. So be looking for those as well. But collegecornerstore.com, as you get started on your Christmas gifting and that kind of thing, great selection of Ole Miss gear, Mississippi State gear, other stuff for the college athletics fan in your life, collegecornerstore.com. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios, Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number, ask for our friend Corey Clark, tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Chase, welcome into the show. How are you? Oh, I'm lovely. Good to be back uh, with you, talking some recruiting. It's been a been a minute, but here we are. Uh, yeah, you haven't been dragged into the recruiting arena in a while. It's so. been a minute. Yeah, no. It's, it, 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 in some ways, you know, it's uh, it, it, it brings some fresh eyes, though. In, it does. In, in a lot of ways, you kind of start calling the beginning. Okay, I, I don't know anything about this, so just let's start from scratch. You lead me in, and then we get here, and here we go. So, so. Yeah, when I first it's got fun. back into it, the, I would say someone would say, "You know that kid from?" I'm like, "No, no, no, I don't know that kid. Who's the kid?" Well, no, you'd run into people. <laughs> well, or people that go out would run around people in the ta- around town. They go, "Hey, what about so and so?" Like, help me. Who is it? Yeah. It's like, no, seriously, you don't know? I was like, no clue. Nah, yep. yeah, go, yep. go, go, go yeah. ahead. You know, like two years ago, hey, Jaheim Otis is coming up. Who's Jaheim Otis? Yeah, he was one of the few that I actually kind of knew. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get to him here shortly. All right, so we asked for questions at rebelgrove.com. I'm going to go ahead and lock this thread because there's no point in getting any more. So I left it open until literally we hit the record button. It's 1147 on Thursday morning as we tape this. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Um, Coke 781. A lot of big. I didn't even ask for big picture questions. I got a lot of big picture questions. Does Kiffin's recruiting class reflect where he thinks he will be next year? In other words, is recruiting being poor due to him jumping ship? There's a lot to unpack there if you decide you want to unpack it. I think the general thing is a no from the standpoint of a question of, is Lane Kiffin not working because he's planning on leaving? That is an emphatic no. <laughs> that is not That is not is not a yes in any stretch of the imagination if that's what you're – Agreed. What you're asking. Um, if you told me to reflect, we talked a little bit on the on the big show this morning. I have two thoughts on why what's going on is going on, and this might answer later questions, and I think it answers Coach's question anyway too, is that I think he is trying to avoid as much of a fall off for 22 as he can for myriad reasons. Um, so the more portal guys you get, the better because you can predict those guys better than you can high school seniors or or JUCO kids or any other kind of option that you had to fill your roster. So I think in some ways it's trying to do a little bit of instant gratification, turn over the roster, get it ready right there. And then, two, I think it's still a representation of where the roster as a whole is, which is not deep, which is not with enough guys he knows he can count on next season that maybe aren't playing right now. Because, I mean, you look at – do these snap counts every week, and you look at them, they don't play many dudes. They play 15, 16 dudes on each side of the ball at most. Yeah. And that's all he feels like are SEC quality because, look, if they could all play to the level that he wanted them to play, he would play, play more, play more guards right now than picking one for a game and going, this is your game, and we're going to see what you got for 93 plays. I mean, if he really had believed, and maybe he should have given Eli Acker a shot a week earlier, but had he believed in other guys, Jalen Cunningham would not have played 93 plays two weeks ago. Yeah. Because that doesn't make sense. So I think it's a lot of those things, and then – you know, when we'll get to this too. I'm not trying to answer every question at once, but I think it also, though, is indicative of they do have to do a little better and that they're not succeeding, at least yet. I mean, they had a late close that was very good last year, but at this moment in a, in a, in a photograph, they have not done a good enough job with the elite high school kid who is prepared to play immediately because I can't just completely ignore the fact that they're not recruiting the same guys as people they're competing against. Yeah, so – my answer to, to Coke's question is, no, I don't think it reflects where he thinks he will be next no. year. And I would even say that – If anything, it's an Ole Miss reflection because I need to win next year. I need to keep this going. That's a good point. If anything that's – a, that's a very good point. Uh, if, if anything, I think they would probably question the word poor. I think they would – If you know, I've been obsessed with this trial. It probably would say objection, uh, argumentative. Argumentative. <laughs> um, I would say that, and this is where I'm gonna be honest. I think this is where they're kind of. I got to first say this about myself. I've not asked this directly of people inside that operation, in large part because I don't think they would tell me. But I guess I should ask before I say that they should tell me. But I do think they probably. This is an area where their media policy hurts them a little. I think they would be better off if they talked to people like me and said, so "Here's the deal." Right here's the here's the problem we've got and, and to some degree they 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 have we have a roster issue it's COVID related it's uh it's a lot of guys came back you know like the Braylon Sanders of the world came back didn't have to Momo Sanogu came back uh, guys came back for another year you uh, you brought in some some uh, guys from the transfer portal last year your roster's full. Now you're going to have this 
fall off from the roster, but you can't bring guys in until guys go out. And they don't know everything about who's staying and who's going. No. I mean, I'll, I'll give you some examples. I don't think Chance Campbell, who I talk to every week, knows whether he's going to be back next year or not. I genuinely don't think he knows. I don't think Jerry Ely knows if he's going to be back. I asked Snoop Connor this week, do you plan on being back? I don't know. Haven't thought about it that much yet. Going to think about it. You hear rumors on all these guys. Um, so you hear all the rumors about the guys that are coming in from the portal. There are also lots of rumors about guys who might be getting in the portal. And then you hear numbers from people about how many uh, guys could end up transferring out, and that number's above 20. It's a huge I mean, it's number. It's a huge number beyond what we even think because you look at it. I mean, we know we know about Jamar Richardson. Everybody talks about Isaiah Woolard. Those are the two that just kind of keep popping up and popping yeah. up and popping up. But no, I mean, we, it's it's got to be a it's it's not a plethora because it's not a bad thing. But it's got to be a number that shocks you from a straight overhaul standpoint. I mean, they and they just have to have those numbers to make this roster going into next season what Kiffin wants it to be. He's got to have fairly mass attrition for guys who are not going to help and frankly help in twenty two. So uh, we'll probably touch back on that. It's a good question. Walnut Reb says, should I be concerned that four-star offensive linemen with a good offer list, quote, decommitted, but we have two others who have lesser offer sheets and rankings committed? Going to well, – one thing to, to that, um, I don't think as much about that one because it doesn't feel – I mean, A, you reported that, that, that Ole Miss was looking for guys who could play immediately, and that was the reason for those two guys who, were, who, who left that day. But it's not like Mississippi State jumped on him. They're not recruiting him either. I mean, it's an it's an in-state guy who has fallen out of favor with both staffs at the SEC level inside the He's state. He's raw, Chase. He's raw. So here's where this has changed. This is another big picture yeah. thing, right? Where you because we're talking about Bryson Hurst. Yeah. This is where it's changed. The game's changed. This is where the portal now makes it easier. To look at a kid like Bryson Hurst and go, you know what, he might be year three before he's ready. Well, in the past, pre-portal, cool. you'd go, okay, cool. So we bring him in, we're going to redshirt him. He plays as a redshirt sophomore. And then he's going to develop, maybe play a little freshman year, and then he's going to really be our, our guy, redshirt sophomore year. Yeah. Well, now, coaches, it's twofold. One, they, the, there's guys in the portal they can bring in who are ready now. Two, coaches have this view, and, and frankly, they're right. This is what, year three for Manny Diaz? Mm-hmm. He's gone. He's gone. Matt Luke got two years. Mm-hmm. Um, you look around, no one gets time. If you see it's a bad fit, there's so much money on the line, gone. So coaches are like, I don't I'm not rebuilding for the next guy. There's a lot of that, Chase. And so you look at it and you say, well, why don't we let Bryson Hurst go elsewhere? And if he blows up, we'll try to bring him back in in two years. And if he's a project that doesn't make it, eh. He'll be good at UAB. And yeah. I mean, on. you know, again, tell his mom we really appreciate the chicken. We've got to have a tackle who can play right now. Because I don't know whether Nick Broker's coming back. Like, they, they don't know. I, I don't think – I'm not positive Nick knows. Jeremy James comes back, but he's got, what, one more year? Yeah, one more year. So, you got – early, obviously. Yeah, and, and Jeremy's got NFL potential. He's playing really well. Um, I don't know who the, who's the third tackle. I mean, I have no idea. So are you are you counting on freshmen? Or are you going to bring in a guy in the portal who can come in and play tackle? At a school that's produced left tackles that have gone yeah, to the NFL. Yeah. Is that you have that you can sell that. There's a reputation there. Yeah. So I should you be concerned? No. 
Should you wonder about whether that means that the coaching staff disagrees with rivals' rankings or 24-7's rankings or whoever the hell is ranking these days? Yeah, probably. I'm much more concerned with a legitimate office offer list than I am a ranking thing. This isn't about rivals. This is about the network. This is about the industry as a whole yeah. right now. COVID happened. Camps didn't happen. People didn't see people. It says there were layoffs. Yeah, from the from 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 the standpoint of rankings, it's as bad as it's ever been right now. Now, will it improve in six months and be fine? I have no idea. But today, it's not very good. Well, let's look at uh, let's use two guys that I think are great. Mm-hmm. Okay, one in our network and one in another network. Okay, Sam Spiegelman. I think Sam's terrific. Sure, he's based out of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Sam goes to high school games every single weekend. Yeah. But now you telling me that Sam can cover all of Louisiana and all of Texas? Not even. I mean, I'm sure he's trying. Yeah. But is he going to make a mistake or two? An honest mistake? Of course. Yeah. And you're like, hey, oh, and by the way, Sam, make sure you're on top of Arch Manning. Mm-hmm. Make sure you get all the stories in addition to evaluating kids. Mm-hmm. And then some schools didn't play or they didn't play the same. It's just it's a hard deal. So I don't know. I've never been obsessed with rankings, certainly not in the last few years. Uh, I am interested in offer sheets, legitimate offer sheets, and I can tell you that Rivals works hard to make sure that the Rivals – That has gotten better. The the, the, Who they are actually offered by is true. I am super cautious about 24 and beyond offers because a lot of schools just quote offer, end quote. Those are not in the written capacity at all. Because, yeah, you're offering just to make sure the kid doesn't get his feelings hurt, Mm -hmm. keep you in the game for down the road. Uh, Rebs fan 09 says, uh, Neil, do you f- still feel good about Devin Brown, the quarterback out of Utah? Do you expect him to sign in December and enroll early? And then uh, what are some transfer names in the portal or not that you've heard Ole Miss is going after that haven't been mentioned much on the site? All right, I'll, I'll handle Devil, Devin Brown here. I don't know. I think he wants to see what happens at USC. He's committed there. Um I would think that he wants to see if if Graham Harrell is still going to be on the staff at USC. Um, I'm I'm guessing that he has decided to chill. He took some visits, Ole Miss included. He went to Notre Dame. He, he um, he's got a bunch of offers. I think he's going to stop, take a break, and um, see what happens with the carousel because it's about to turn here in the next few weeks. And then after that, he's got a decision. I do expect he will enroll early. Um, I know that he likes Lane Kiffin. I know that he likes Jeff Levy. I'm sure that he wants to see – I'm sure he wants to make sure that the Ole Miss staff is the same staff that he would be committing to or signing with. So it's almost impossible to answer. And then Chase had a pretty extensive list of transfer names not so long ago. Um, I had a coach tell me today – I'll read you the text, Chase – a non-SEC coach who I'm friends with. Let me see if I can find it. It's been a busy morning. He says, just so you know, we were talking about the portal. Just so you know, a lot of kids won't go in the portal till the end of the semester because they really want to make sure they get all of the checks they're entitled to. That's a big reason there's so much tampering. Uh, Early December, there will be a flood of kids that go into the portal because they will have received their last checks. Cost of attendance, these Austin rulings. Yeah, well, stuff. you wrote yeah, yeah. You, you wrote about the yeah twenty nine ninety coming out this week to all the Ole Miss guys. So you want to make sure you get that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Don't leave four days before you get a three thousand dollar check. That yeah. would be kind of stupid. And so, man, we don't know what the portal's portal is going to look like, other than it's going to look chaotic. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. So, are there going to be names that pop into the portal? That yeah, 
and I'm, I'm Chase is probably about to shoot me as I say this. So luckily he's not armed. Be careful when you read any outlet telling you that, oh yeah, this kid's in the portal and I've heard that Ole Miss is interested. Kids entering the portal get contacted sort of like the hot 2024 kids. Everybody. Everybody reaches out because it doesn't hurt to reach out. But if you don't reach out, you might be too late. So take that with a grain of salt. Well, yeah, because look, the portal is the same for every sport from that standpoint. I was talking to a baseball coach who basically said I spent six hours just calling the entire freaking list. Of yeah. portal guys going, yes. hey, so what about, hey, good. And then, you know, he goes, hey, you might get a call back in two days. And then we go, okay, now this might be real, and now we'll play yeah. and we'll do the deal. But yeah. that first day, it's almost like the damn phone book. You've just got it out going, all right, call Paul, call Chris, call Jake. Yeah, heard, heard that a running back from Stanford is in the portal. I don't think there is one from There's Stanford. one from Nebraska. Okay. We can use him. All right, one from Nebraska. And Ole Miss reached out. I'm sure Ole Miss reached out. I have no doubt Ole Miss reached out. Yeah. Sevion Morrison is his name. So did probably half or more of the SEC. I would venture to guess the entire Big 12 reached out. What does that mean? It just means that people are like, hey, what's up? In case you decide you want to dive in, you've established a relationship. In quotes, relationship. So be careful with that. Uh, in the age of roster management, as described by Kiffin, do companies like Rivals that make recruiting analysis and reporting their bread and butter need to redefine their business model to take the new paradigm into consideration? That's a good question. I would argue to some degree, Chase, that a lot of us already have. On the local level, they have. It's more of a national pullback. I mean, you look, and I, and I get this takes money and this takes development and this takes a lot of things, but – at least for our purposes right now, a and now they've done Rivals has done a much better job of at least giving us lists and being able to find ways to to tabulate it. But a transfer portal database feels almost as big or more important than a recruiting database at, at the moment. Yeah, and I get something along those lines. I get questions all the time about are those are those factored into rankings? They're not right They're not now. Right. They probably should be, but it's like, so complicated because how do you judge a one year guy yeah, exactly. versus a three year guy? Because, exactly. I mean, like JUCO, you know, it's it, you don't get full credit for a JUCO at whatever ranking that you would a high school kid because they're not there as long. It's yeah. a whole different, whole different subset. So yeah, but it would be almost like a formula where it's this much talent times the number of years available or something like <laughs> it would. They would take a, it would be a bit of a mess. And you'd have to spend a lot of time on that, taking away from the manpower that you're trying to use to contact kids and actually do the news. But to your point, it's I like st- Deion Smith would be a very valuable portal yeah. guy because he has at least two seasons left. Yeah, as opposed to say Spencer Rattler, who would have one. Yeah, and might not even play in your bowl game. So yeah, I mean, like it's it's a whole different. I I, I don't know. Yes, but I don't know. Yeah, the <laughs> I could really go in on this. It, it it's really interesting. That's a good. It's a great question. It's one that I feel really good about on the local level about how we've redefined who we are. I'd love to sit down with some of the people at Rivals and say what's sort of the plan. I, I don't know that they know. Although I will tell you that the guy that's our kind of main guy, Josh Hemholt, is one of the really sharp people in the business. 
Um, Ron Rebel wants to know, Chase, why doesn't Ole Miss have more momentum with recruiting, with the dominating season and the rankings? Could it be we just don't know what's happening behind closed doors, which is some of what we've already talked about. I am surprised. I'll, I'll, I'll take the brunt of this and then I'll pass it to you. I am surprised they don't have more momentum in recruiting. I am. I'm surprised that there aren't more highly ranked kids clamoring to visit, uh, wanting to really look into it. Um, and maybe there are, and I don't know about it. And it could be that they're saving a lot of stuff behind the scenes to keep things quiet. That's possible. It's doubtful, but it's possible. But I am surprised that there's not more momentum, given the season they've had, the the the, um, the presence they've had uh, last week with the incredible atmosphere that they had, all of that stuff. But it does surprise me. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it felt like if nothing else, it'd be some sort of push or some sort of with any of the guys that were either on campus over the weekend or guys who ended up not showing but at least were on the list. I mean, there's really been no tangible movement on, wow, look, that happened from this or that happened from this. And I get that – I mean, we talk about this. It's never about one game. It's never about anything. But it is about direction of program. It's about having a quarterback that's all over these lists. It's about all these different things that just has not – it's not factored in much of anything. And, I mean, I look at it – it's my biggest – Pause, and it's what we probably might get to in a later question. It's what we mentioned early on. You said it to me earlier today. When we were just having a phone conversation. Is you look at Ole Miss, and they've had a hard time locking in some of the guys that you do know that are going to be ready to play, or at least everybody else believes are ready to play. And then two, even down road a little bit, twenty twenty three guys, things like that. They're just not in on a lot publicly from the the, the major top fifty, top sixty, top one hundred players where. You look, and the people you're competing against are all over those lists, and Ole Miss isn't. So you can't go, oh, well, no, that guy sucks. Yeah, well, no, no. That means you're recruiting a different dude, and I would like to recruit the same guys that Alabama and Ohio State are recruiting. And those are the kids, Chase, that are right now talking to media because they're 2023. They can't sign for another 13 months. Mm-hmm. And so when Rivals puts a list together, whether you like, whether you agree with the veracity of the list or not, the accuracy of the list or not is, is immaterial. It's what do you think of – um, those the, those kids are giving them. Hey, here's who here's who I'm looking at. I'm looking at Texas and A and M and Alabama and Oklahoma, whatever. Ole Miss is not mentioned a lot by them. And that, if I were an Ole Miss fan, that would alarm me much more than the 2022 class. Oh sure, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that that that's where right now because that's how this works. You don't make your inroads for the most part on however your season is going in the current year. Yeah. It's the next year where you go, oh, wow, look, because I, I took visits and I moved them up the list and relationships get formed early and then it's hard to break those. It's hard because – Yeah, well, to, to your point, yeah, right? I mean, to your point, the kid doesn't look at game day. Let's say that a kid watched game day some last Saturday and was like, oh, that place looks awesome. And then he watched the game that night and he's like, man, I would fit in that defense. Yeah, okay, it's November. Yeah. He doesn't go, you know what, scrap everything that I was going to yeah. do. I've never talked to Lane Kiffin, but it sounds good. <laughs> I want to sign there. Now, the the high school sophomore or junior yeah, goes, yeah. oh, no, no, hey, hey, dad, I want to visit there. Yeah. I want, hey, coach, I want to go check them out. I want to go to that camp. Yeah. That's that's where the momentum comes from. It's not with the kids. Those kids are – most of these kids are so far down the road, there's no turning back. Mm. They have their three or four, and that's it. Yeah, and, and they're in, in many cases, they're done. They've yeah. already gotten the T-shirt and put the sticker on the car. Yeah. Uh, Soft Verbal is also brought to you by Daniel Barfield, Barfield Wealth Management. He's been serving individuals and businesses in the Oxford and North Mississippi area for more than 20 years. 
He carries both CFP and CPA designations. He's affiliated with the Advisors Resource Council, a registered investment advisory firm with offices in Oxford, New Orleans, Dallas, and the surrounding areas. They offer comprehensive financial planning, including investment management, estate and tax planning, insurance planning, and business retirement plans. Uh, it's 662-236-6454 or barfieldwealthmanagement.com. Also brought to you by Billy's Small Batch Bacon. My old friend William Stitt has mastered the art of bacon. He uses bacon that is selected from the finest hogs, hand-turned every two hours in small batches, rubbed with nitrate-free pink curing salt and brown sugar molasses, and serenaded by local singers and songwriters behind the stage at Old 27 Grill, his restaurant and grocery in Fairhope, Alabama. He's perfected the bacon curing process. It takes eight days to perfectly cure bacon, not seven, not nine, eight. So try Billy's Bacon. You may never eat supermarket bacon again. It's billysbacon.com, B-I-L-L-E-S, bacon.com, and uh, try it today. All right, so uh, back to some of the questions. A lot of these are good because it lets us almost attack multiple questions at the same time. Uh, Rebs Rising LFG says, Recruits don't look at the results of a game the same way that fans do, but they do look at the overall stability of a program. Agreed. With this in mind, do you think the struggles in Austin and the heat now being applied to Sarkeesian could have any effect on the Longhorns standing with Arch Manning? Yes. How much of a stability problem do you think Steve Sarkeesian has? I think he's beginning to have a a stability problem. You think he is getting into that realm? The AD already in year one is having to run interference. Run interference. That's a bad sign. Um. Look, I'll say it. If you made me bet on Arch Manning today, I would not put Texas in the top three. Who's the third? Alabama. You would put Alabama ahead of Texas? I would. Now, Texas could come back, and I think I think based on just stuff I've heard, I, I, I do think he really likes Austin. And I think the Manning family really likes Steve Sarkeesian. They think he's a brilliant offensive mind. But look, Texas is a long way away oh, sure. from being competitive. I mean – and if Texas joins the SEC in 2023, which is Arch Manning's first college season, mm-hmm. they're nowhere close to ready. I mean, they're not ready to compete with Alabama and Auburn. God, no, and, no, no, no. I mean, they didn't compete with Arkansas this year. I mean, look, people can do what you want to do about that game. And I know it was a long time ago and, and stuff, but Arkansas beat them up at the line of scrimmage. And I think if you watch Arkansas, Arkansas's played, what, 10 games now? They're 7-3. and three. Yeah. If you watch them, you would probably put them as a middle-of-the-pack SEC team, somewhere between – Four slash five down to no lower than eight. They're they're the middle of a pack team, and at the line of scrimmage, they're probably just slightly above average SEC team. I mean, Pitt has done a good job with their their lines of scrimmage. Tech, Arkansas manhandled Texas at the line of scrimmage. So, what would Alabama do to them? I mean, what would Georgia do to Texas today? Name its score. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's your issue. So, if you're Arch. I mean, I, that's not a particularly stable deal. I continue to hear a lot of Georgia buzz on him. And it's early. He's going to wait and see what happens with Carousel. He's going to wait and see what happens in the spring. I think he's going to go visit some places. Being methodical. He will not be rushed in no, any way. No. Well, you have a plan. You stick to the plan. And there's no reason to rush him. He, he's got another whole season of high school football to play. He can't sign a scholarship for 13 months. 
He can't enroll for 14 months if he enrolls early. And I'm sure he will. But he can't enroll for 14 months. Why are you rushing? For your coattails? Okay, but you can do that in the summer. Mm-hmm. If you're not ready to decide, and I don't think he's ready to decide. It's why I, I hear all these people, not to go too far down the Arch Manning road, but I hear all these people say, well, he's made up his mind. No, he hasn't. If he made up his mind, he'd announce. Because he's the one guy that could make, if, he, if he's tired of it, he could make it all go away. Oh, in all the phone calls on Wednesday. Yeah, he could go, I'm going to Kansas State. Yeah. Everybody would go, holy shit. And then that'd be okay. it. <laughs> Coach of Kansas State right now is going, oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, JG Ward says, I know you guys don't know what Kiffin's plan is, but do you think it would be to use the transfer portal? This is a great question. Less and less each year to get some roster stability so that you can recruit out of high school more like the top programs. I know it will always be used to some extent, but it seems too volatile to rely on. A, I think he would go question. I think he would go heavy on the yes side of that question. I think he's always going to be a little more inclined for portal mm-hmm. than some people. But yeah, hundred percent. Because but it's not even roster stability for me. It's how many of the top one hundred and fifty to two hundred two hundred and fifty players in the country can you get? That is the answer. Because I'm going to get as many of those guys as I can get and then I'm going to go into the portal elsewhere for the most part. Yeah, his answer, I think, his honest answer would be, I don't know. Good question. I think I think he would look at you and go, that's a good question. And then he would, if he was just truth serum, I don't know. I know what I'd like to do, yeah, but I don't know what I can do. Because he, hell, Kirby Smart might tell you, I don't know. How many kids at Georgia can you develop each year before you're like, hey, we're going to get burned by more veteran teams year in and year out. Well, and here's the problem, too. I mean, you see it a little bit with, you know, Otis and different things. The problem with Georgia is if I'm not careful because these guys have to wait turns to some extent because of how loaded my roster is, I develop them. They're going to be a damn All-American, but instead he goes over to Ole Miss or Florida yeah. next year. Yeah. If I develop too many dudes yeah. and I can't play them, Absolutely. then they're going over here and playing against me. Or I bring a guy in and the position coach gets a head coaching job someplace. Yeah. And he wants to go with him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, the people – I had one coach tell me the the, the portal's kind of wild, wild west. Mm -hmm. Don't really know exactly what it's going to look like when it's settled because it's not settled. Mm -hmm. Everybody still is kind of carve out their parcel. Yeah. I mean, it's it's changed the way, uh, like, Sunbelt coaches coach, recruit. I mean, they can pluck and do different they're things. They're reluctant. Hey, I, I go sign a kid, and I develop him for two years, and boom, he, he grows, right? He's the guy that is the bloomer, the late bloomer. And his sophomore year, or his red shirt freshman year, he blows up. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, everybody's recruiting him. You're going to keep a couple of them out of loyalty, but a lot of them are going to go, I'm gone, coach, Nope. Because the other schools are going to go, oh, and by the way, we can put together a really good NIL package for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's all the 10 ways. All of our players get $11,000 each in NIL immediately. How much you get in there at Sunbelt? Yeah. Uh, less than that. See ya. It's not just Ole Miss. It's a lot of schools. Um, Z-Rebel says, uh, how many players is Ole Miss going to take in the portal this year? What are the main areas of need? You want to attack that one first? Oh, uh, Okay, here's the deal. 
And, <laughs> What's not an area of need? Well, but Kiffin would admit this too. There's no good answer here because I don't know how many of these portal guys they can get. Yeah. I mean, you don't take dead weight out of the portal for damn sure. No, no, if no. you take a portal guy, he's got to play. I, I mean, think that's they'd the love to add here. a quarterback, a running back, a tackle, at least one tackle, a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, an edge. edge rusher. I think they're actually okay at tackle. Yeah. Okay. Um, is Chance coming back? If not, you have a linebacker because you're losing both of them. Mark's gone. Yeah. You're. Probably okay in the secondary, unless there's an impact guy who could come yeah, in. Yeah, I, I don't want middling there, though. No, I gotta I'll, have, I'll go with what I got. I got to have Springer, type player. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Good luck. Well, everybody else is recruiting. And, and if, if that kid's out there, everyone's recruiting. Now, what they've done a good job of is identifying kids that maybe other guys are not going, hey, that's an absolute guy. Because, look, when Jake Springer left Navy, he didn't have 108 offers around the country. But Ole Miss saw something and said, no, that's that's a dude that helps fill this role and do this thing. Yeah. I mean, Chance Campbell had options, but it wasn't like everybody in the country was trying to take the Maryland and linebacker. Chance knew Durkin. And there was a and thing there. Durkin knew that he would come in and fit. And frankly, I mean, I know he had a rough game against Tennessee, but Ja'Cory Pearson's been a damn godsend the last three weeks. Oh, for sure. And you, I mean, you plug oh, him out yeah. Western. Absolutely. I mean, so you find some dudes that can move up and, and do those kind of can things. Can you imagine this offensive line without Orlando Amana? Just. Given the injuries they've had? It'd be Bryce Ramsey and Jalen Cunningham playing beside one. Right? I don't know that they'd be eight and two. No, I don't. It would cost him a game somewhere. Yeah, I mean his war is well because he moved over and played guard. Yeah, his war is day. at least one right now. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So as many as they can get is the answer to that question. I mean, not not being smart. I no, mean, it's, no, it's it's, it's 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 the right answer. I, if you told me to set an over under seven, I was going to say seven and a half. Okay, and I over is hard because yeah. you got to find that many. Impact, but guys. you try to go over. I think, yeah. yeah, he would like to go over. What is the status of Travion Williams? Would it be would be a massive grab in this class to build up the pass rush in the future? Also, what happened with Kamari Rogers? Seems like when he committed to Miami, that Ole Miss was pushing for him and was in second place. Now we can't get him to campus. He appears to be sticking or heading to state. Um, I think you just answered the Rogers question yourself. Uh, Williams, I hear different things. Uh, it depends on who you talk to. Sometimes people are pretty optimistic about Ole Miss's chances, and sometimes people are pretty pessimistic about Ole Miss's chances. Yeah, I don't feel much. I, the The most positive things I get is they're still in it, or we'll see. And the most negative things you hear are they're not in very good shape right now. I think that's, to me, that's the negative story of the class right now overall is that Things have not necessarily trended any better with Trevion Williams. And then I know it is a question later, but we can go ahead and do it now. I mean, Jaheim Otis not showing on Saturday is a huge, huge sign of where that is currently sitting, where it's at the point where if Ole Miss signs Jaheim Otis, something has had to have go drastically different than it's currently going for. Yeah, him. Ole Miss's chances aren't dead, but they're having a hard time finding the pulse. Yeah. The ventilator has come out. There's, yeah, there's, it's not good. Um, so, and look, that's the deal. I mean, when you, and that's what's putting a lot of this, frankly, I feel like those two guys are dictating tone in this class to a lot of extent. You're talking about, about Mississippi guys, you're talking about guys that, you know, can be impactful that you feel like are those can't miss kind of guys. And when you, you strike out inside the state, that's a, that's an issue. The, uh, 
Soft Verbal Podcast is also brought to you by Alpha Specialties. Alpha is located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. They are your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha Premium da- Trailer Dealership in Mississippi. They've got Load Trail. It's the premium brand trailer, highest quality utility equipment dump, and gooseneck trailer being built today. Fully primed and powder-coated. Uh, Load Trail trailers come with an industry-leading three-year warranty and two years of roadside assistance. They also have Hallmark cargo trailers that can work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built just for you. Spare tires and wheels starting at just $100, a full selection of trailer parts and accessories, hitches, winches, straps, and more. They can also repair all types of trailers. So give them a call, 601-932-9798, or check them out at alphaofms.com. And we're brought to you by Jennings Executive Search. They specialize in the recruitment of accounting, finance, strategy, corporate development, and data science professionals from the staff to C-level in all industries. So whether you're a small business owner who needs a finance leader, whether you work in private equity or run a team at a Fortune 500 company, John and his recruitment team of former CPAs will simplify the hiring process by presenting you with a short list of only the most qualified candidates. To learn more, search for John Jennings on LinkedIn, that's J-O-N Jennings, or email John, J-O-N, at JenningsExec.com, or call 404-536-3000. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, just real quickly, again, yep. we're, not, we're not focusing on rivals' rankings but necessarily, but I look at the list right now. Ole Miss has three of the top 20 guys in the state committed and no one higher than five. So they miss on the first four, and then the next guy's down. Sorry, they got they have five, seven, and 12 in the, in the state right now currently committed. And you've got Georgia, Miami, Alabama getting the number one, two, and three guys in the state. And then Jaheim Otis uh, there at three. Trevion Williams is at four. And then Dorch was obviously six from, from earlier. Robert 90 wants to know, did Kiffin ever sign a top 10 class during his head coaching career at USC or, or Tennessee? I know he didn't at, at FAU. because That Tennessee duh. class was really, really good. It was on its way to being a top 10 yeah, class. I don't know where it finished, but at the, it was the talk of the industry and then whenever or whatever happened, happened. Yeah, and then he left, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what his rankings were otherwise. I'm, I'm not sure. What years were he? Was he at USC? I mean, while you're out looking at other questions. I can't I remember. 20, so 2000, like. 11, 13 or something like eight, that. 8, 9, 10, right? It was Tennessee in 09. Okay. So 10, 11, 12. 10, 11, 12, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Oh, that's right, because he came and coached against Ole Miss. Yeah, the, the Dexter day. Dexter McCuster day, yeah. Yeah, that is, uh, that's correct. So that had <laughs> been the 10 signing class at Tennessee. It ended up finishing. Ninth. Blair 372, I'm going to shorten his question because we've already kind of covered some of it. Do you think Kiffin's name being constantly mentioned with every potential job opening impacts his ability to recruit? Secondly, do you think the apparent lack of emphasis Kiffin places on his personal involvement in recruiting is due to his confidence in his play calling ability? Maybe in his mind he doesn't need as big many big names to have success. I don't think it's the last part. Because he always talks about great players. He's obsessed with great players. Does his name popping up all the time hurt him? I mean, would he be better off if he pulled a Jimbo right now? Although it's not making Jimbo's name go away. But if he did the impassioned, I kind of did it in Neil's picks today for fun. 
real quick, Lane's three classes at USC were 4, 8, and 13. So yeah. 9, 8, 4, and 13 is four years before FAU. Yeah. USC's easier to recruit. Yeah. Obviously, there's more players, the whole deal, than yeah. at Ole Miss. And that was on probation. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, Sometimes you wonder, do they look back and go, we should have just ridden with it a little longer? It's like, uh, uh, <coughs> I don't think, look, I don't think it helps. I don't know that I'm going to make it like this big red minus over here that goes crazy, but it only helps from the standpoint of it keeps name out there. So it like, yeah, I think you can sell it from the standpoint, if you're willing to m- play this card of, you tell the recruits, hey, I'm not going anywhere. It's just everybody wants me. Wouldn't you want to be a part of the program and everybody wants I mean, that's the pitch off of it. And on the flip side of that, you're right. On the flip side of that, if I'm Keith Carter, yeah. when I put $8 million a year on the table, the buyout's got to be something that's game-changing. Just prohibitive. And it's got to be public. Yeah. Or else I know I have a problem. Yeah, you're here. You're here. I mean, okay, you know, and maybe very quietly a list of two schools you could go to. Yeah. You know, Alabama offers, Okay. Because for you to get the Alabama job, you've got to win nationally here for three or four years. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Alabama and Ohio State wants you great. Okay. And here's the, here's the buyout on that. Yeah. But everybody else knows. Everybody else, it's, it's $10, $11, 12000000 million. Yeah. It's something that's – Where'd they go? Yeah, where schools look at it and go, okay, I don't know. That's probably not possible. Yeah. And you silence a lot of that. 100%. And then, look, the other part of this – do I think he's got to become more personally involved in recruiting? I do. I do. And I might – someone might say, you don't know what you're talking about, and they might be right. I just look around the league, okay, at who's dominating in the league in recruiting. It's Alabama. You know about Saban's involvement. It's Georgia. You know about Kirby's involvement. And it's A&M right now, and you know about their involvement. And LSU has recruited really well. In fairness to Orgeron, his program fell apart, but it wasn't because of a lack of talent. And and Orgeron, that's all he ever did was recruit. So that's what works in this league. Yeah, sure. The only thing that works in this league. I think so, too. Do uh, transfer portal players count as part of a recruiting class? Meaning against the number. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they count against the 25 and the 85. And the 85, that's correct. Yeah. Um, Or 32 this year. Up to 32. Firefighter Reb wants to know, four weeks until signing day, forget cracking the top ten in the country. Can Ole Miss crack the top ten in the SEC? He says, I'll go ahead and say it. At this moment, I'm unable to shake the Cutcliffe nut vibe in recruiting. That's not fair. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, winning on the field, using many players and other staff recruited, and falling behind the other SEC in recruiting, blah, blah, blah. Who does the staff need to close on to call this a successful class? I mean, they, they need to land a high school quarterback. Then they've got to land a, a transfer portal quarterback. And they just have to get and good they got, players. you got to go get players. Yeah, you're, you're still building a roster. It's got to get dudes I, wherever. At least this year, because of their roster restrictions and all the things, I don't even know that I'm paying a lot of attention to the rankings. Now, starting next year, I think that's fair. Maybe it's fair this year. I don't know. It's just for me personally, it's like you're losing so much off this team, you're trying to fit needs, and I know that he doesn't want to take the – he knows he's taking a step back. I don't think he wants to take three steps back. 
I don't think Lane wants to go five and seven. Oh God, no! I mean, I think he would be annoyed by seven and five. I do too. That's five really sucky Mondays. Yeah, and he hates those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of these are repeats, common names we've heard in the portal. You wrote a lot of those last week. I mean, Deion Smith, Spencer Rattler, Terrence Cooks, Miles Brennan. I mean, I do. I hear it a lot. It's, it's relevant. You know, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's there. Real quick, uh, don't forget MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. It's part of it's Muddy Water Camo. Promo code Rebel Grove. You get 35% off on the heated jackets, everything else on the site. Uh, they, they, you can get that uh, MyCharge portable battery charger with uh, a heated jack, jacket or vest. It's uh, fantastic. Got three different temperature settings, premium duck, goose down, insulation, and more there at MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. And we're brought to you by Joey Erickson, Heron Gear Autoplex. Let him help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. Choose from a full selection of, <coughs> of our new Chevrolet, BMW, Lexus, and Infinity. Or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. Give Joey a call or text at 662-571-2367 or see him in person at 1685 High Street in Jackson. All right, last couple here. Um, MGM Captain says, any idea how a staff approaches the transfer portal, how does it start? Cold calling, list of upcoming grad transfers, former players that you recruited that are now on bad teams. Love to hear how the process works. It begins with a lot of tampering. Yeah, and no profession gossips more than college football. Yeah. So and you hear so-and-so, so-and-so, this is happening. So-and-so talked to Jimmy and Joe. and A kid tells his high school coach, hey, coach, I'm going to get out of here. Can you make some calls? So the high school coach and those college coaches from recruiting other kids makes calls, and that's how it gets rolling. The high teammates. school teammates, yeah, oh, oh, former teammates. Hey, coach of uh, Otis over at Alabama. He, you interested if he? Yeah, he told me to holler at you. Yeah, and so the coach, when that coach comes in, says, "Hey, you remember so and so? He's over there at Tennessee. Not very happy. I'm gonna get what a scholarship guy. That's how Mark Robinson got here." Yeah. Otis hollered at Kiffin and went, hey, look. Got this guy. guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> John in Oxford. It's a lot of portal questions today, which is pretty fitting. Can you explain the portal and how it is impacting recruiting? I think we kind of have already done it. Going forward, some of our mentally challenged fan base that doesn't understand it. I, As we wrap today, Chase, that is the question. I don't know exactly what it looks like going forward. I do think I do think there's going to be a balancing act because I think some kids are going to get burned. At some point, it levels off a touch because there are going to be so many kids that just don't have a home. They can't go back. They, it self-corrects. They, they had their own level of what their ability is that nobody shares. They have some issue that made top guy, top teams wear off. I mean, look, it's there, there's a certain Darwinism to it. That hey, you better know your value and your worth, and you better understand before you get in there because it's it, nobody's doing you any favors. If if you can play, then you'll get a ton of offers, and if you can't, you're going to sit in the portal without a scholarship, and that's the answer to that. Yeah, and we'll see. Yeah, you're right, Chase. Thanks for uh, spending some time. Appreciate it. Uh, we will be back. Uh, won't be back next week with the soft verbal because it's Thanksgiving. We we'll back in two weeks. We'll have a lot more. The season will be over. We'll be able to take a real hard look at uh, what's coming up as the like two weeks or so before. Signing day, we'll get you more uh, updated and counted down. Stay tuned to rebelgrove.com. We have uh, daily updates, 
pretty much weekly war rooms. This is kind of the war room this week. But uh, we'll try to put something together at some point next week, uh, even with it being Thanksgiving, that gives you some some recruiting updates. So until then, I'm Neil McCready. Thanks again to the College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. Don't forget to check them out as you start thinking about some of your Christmas shopping. Until next time, take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.